0: Hey, it's Bill Simmons. We're not just reacting to the NBA playoffs on my podcast. We're also doing it on the Ringer NBA show and the Mismatch podcast. They are coming after some of these NBA playoff games. Check it out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday nights on the Ringer podcast network.
1: Well, perhaps the greatest day in the history of this podcast I am covid negative. What? Why does that morning? make it
2: the best day? I don't you know your partner me that means your partner is still positive.
1: My podcast partner and my life partner Hannah, <laughs> you're both still positive. I, however, you know what they always say, you can't keep a good man down. Covid I, goodbye.
2: I think we can all go ahead and address the the writing on the wall here. Maybe my health is not as robust <laughs> as yours. And I don't think you're
1: saying I'm more robust. Wait uh, a minute. I'm saying there's, there's
2: somebody's, there's a roundness <laughs> involved, and it's not me. So On my part. Yep. Um, yeah, I still
1: have COVID. Big
2: deal. Want to fight about it? Um, you're doing great. Did you I'll watch any fine. of the
1: Celtics heat game last night at all? I watched the last few minutes of it. Yeah. That was and a crazy, was... exciting fourth quarter. I mean, they tried I thought, to give the lead away. It was I, that's what I thought. Gross, I was like, man,
2: it was scary. I could only imagine watching it from your seat that you must have been flipping out. Was there up out of the seat, the pacing around that you typically do?
1: No, because it was too late. But here's the thing. Like at one point they were up 11 or 13 was like a few minutes left. i was like, this is it. And then Miami yeah. went on a crazy run just to like irritate and annoy everybody who roots <laughs> for Boston. Um, Fair enough. It, so I do want to talk about this. We don't do this often. And we're not going to do it a whole bunch. By the way, okay. do you have the polls and all that up from the Facebook group? Uh, I and don't a have a couple polls. Did you
2: tag? I didn't see you tag me in
1: them. Can you no. tag me in them? And I'll just I'll look there in them? the pin section of the of the, oh, of the okay. Facebook group up top. So we talked. One of them is about Bowman University, which we'll talk about later. But the other one is about secondary stars. Like, who's the guy who's going to, like, pop out of this in this series, go off and, like, finally get some respect or whatever? Because um, I did. I want to do the hypothetical game for just a minute. I don't believe in it all that much. but. I I love the hypothetical game. I can't wait for it. Whole um, hypothetical. I think I'm going Celtic. I don't I don't agree with this a whole lot. Wholeheartedly, I should say. I think the Celtics can win. I know everybody keeps talking about the matchups and how it's a it's a real issue for the Celtics. I feel like the matchup is going to be just as much of an issue for Golden State and the Celtics are at least very good defensively. I'm not going to be shocked if Golden State wins a series, but I'm going to officially say Celtics in seven. I'm going to go ahead and officially say. Let's hit the rundown,
2: and then we'll get into the NBA Finals talk. Last show for the rundown, too. other big news. No, no, that's not. No, it's not true. Just because you don't care for a thing doesn't mean you just make the
1: rule. Well, what if my fifty-one percent does make the rules? Then it, it seems like.
2: Well, it doesn't. That's too bad. That's a really sad thing on your part. Here's your rundown, makes- people. NBA <laughs> Finals talk. <laughs> We're gonna start off with a little NBA review. We're gonna hit a baseball note. We're gonna go to release week. Straight facts, homie, is short, but sweet. Oh, you and do have, have something. Okay, well, I'll be I got, sure. I have nice. a thing. I have okay. a thing. You would have known that when I did the rundown, uh, like I'm doing right now. So there you go. You're learning something. Mojo Breaks will be joining us as well. as Doug and Dan. Doug and Dan for a little yep. interview session. Uh, they're fun guys. We got to do something with them at the Mint Collective. I think you guys will enjoy. And then we're going to hit some purchases Michael made. And then finally, your mailbag. And now, Michael, hit them with the big picture.
1: I am very excited about the finals. I will say, I mean, it's hard not to get exciting. But aside from the stars, obviously, Steph Curry cemented. I texted Simmons. I was hoping to get like a quote for the show. He didn't respond to me. And that's fine. Bill, we forgive what, you. What did you think the quote would have been, though? Well, because I asked him, I was like, what happens if Curry wins the finals and finals MVP? Like, where is he all time? Because I think he starts scratching like that top 15 stuff. Um, obviously, In your heart of hearts, what did you hope he said? for a response to that so and you
2: did you hope this is you he would make a prediction and then he'd say something like Is any of this i you wish s- you'd be my son or anything i just feel like you've got a real weird affection for bill It's i wanted the i times. want an
1: official nba prediction from an nba mind as opposed to me asking you what you think is going to happen and you saying do the heat field, play football they're going to hit a field goal yep so i am curious so i think the curry legacy obviously is already cemented as a top 20 guy Probably probably a little lower than that at this point. If he wins a finals, and an MVP. But Curry's kind of like his own beast, his own animal. I also am starting to view Tatum strictly from a hobby standpoint as the same. I think Tatum is, is clearly the star in Boston. His pricing, though, just a real quick heads up, and I'm only pricing the stuff I've got because I'm interested in that more than anything. So like his 2017, all rookie stuff, PSA 10 Optic, high pop cards, like 5,000 of them. It is up from 100, 110 before the playoffs to 170. His prism silver though is still hovering like the seventeen hundred range after last night, so I think we'll see sales start to eclipse two thousand during the finals. But that is not like a huge leap. And then the other one is the optic hollow. I just bought that for six twenty five or six thirty uh, about two weeks ago. It's doing like seven and a quarter now. I'm interested to see what his non base stuff does. I know there's going to be hesitancy, reluctancy, if you will around the base, which I'm fine with. But I am curious, like, what has to happen in the finals? Does he get, like, a crazy spike if he goes off for 50 in one game? Or is it just kind of like a slow build until the end of the series? However, Curry, Tatum, I don't particularly care. I wanted to focus more on the non-studs. So I put up my poll, basically, was like, aside from the big names, those two guys, like, what is the... Who is the other... Who is the next guy? The second-level, third-level tier, the kind of like the sleeper pick to have a big series or even just a big game or two where the prices really spike. So we put up a poll in the group this morning. We got a few hundred votes. By far, the biggest selection, Jordan Poole. I don't think it's a bad pick because Poole can score in bunches. I think Jordan Poole is an interesting choice. My choice was actually Al Horford, who's one of the guys Jesse has the report on from the interns. But that's basically like, hey, who do you think is going to kind of come out of, not out of nowhere, but come out unexpectedly? I'm taking Jalen Brown out of this. That was the number three pick. But in order, what are you
2: saying when you're saying unexpectedly come out of this? Are you saying as far as an athlete performance or price goes?
1: Both. Who's going to perform well so that their price, although like they're not a hobby superstar now, their pricing will have a huge, although momentary spike. So again, I took out Tatum, uh, Tatum and Brown. I, I didn't think qualified, and Curry and Clay. Like so, like next level guys. Okay. In order, it was J- Jordan Poole, far, two, two to one, actually. My pick was Al Horford. I actually think Horford is interesting in this regard because I forgot. Somebody mentioned they take into account like uh, college career as well. Horford is probably a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done, which is weird. Wiggins was number three, although and, uh, which was about half of Horford. And then Marcus Smart. See, I think Smart's actually interesting. I had the guys pull up info on Horford and Smart, though. I would love to discuss those two people. I would love Horford to hear.
2: Horford is. You've heard of him. I, I, I'm just kind of, no, I've never heard of Horford. <laughs> um, I'm kind of surprised that you think that he will have a bump just because the fact that he isn't already a name and he's he started in 2007. It just seems like two things very much against him for having any kind of relevancy, even if he performs well. Uh, just yeah, again, that seems the point. to be the These- hobby thing.
1: These guys all have things against them. They're not hobby stars. They're not relevant. Not super relevant right now. That's the point. Like, but when you, but, you say
2: pop, you mean like for like literally a few days, right? Like, yeah, not- I mean, like
1: we saw Horford against Milwaukee put up like thirty-five and dunk and level Giannis on that one play. Like, I'm curious if something like that happens to a Horford, a Smart, a Wiggins, does the pricing explode? Like, what are like the next level guys who might do that? Um,
2: Horford. Uh, Yes, your Boston Celtics is doing uh, 2007 Tops Chrome is his, I guess is considered his rookie count card for PSA 10. It's like it's kind of hard to really even go into this because there's 12 of them. But Mm -hmm. to put it in perspective, it sold back in February um, for like $81 and it just
1: sold now for $100. Yeah, I mean, again, Horford is relatively cheap. I'm i I don't think that's like a, a surprise to anybody. I was a little curious how cheap he was. Like, as of a couple weeks ago, you get PSA 9 refractors for $25 to $30. His PSA 9s of that card, which is way, way more of, you're talking like 20 bucks on average. And they're probably pretty low pops from 07 anyways. I don't think that's a horrible play. Like, I think there's, there's a chance after one big game, like Horford go, actually, they have the refractor in here, don't they?
2: Uh, a Horford refractor 07 number
1: to 1499.
2: Yeah, they do have one Um, in March. It was selling for $18. Most recently sold for $40.
1: Yeah. Again, I just, that's so here's my case with Horford. Does he go off and have the one big game, which we've seen offensively? He has, has potential to do that once or twice in a series. Again, we start to get into matchups. Like if you listen to, to the, the smart people talk, you know, Robert Williams is probably a tough matchup for the Celtics because he can't run nearly, can't move nearly as quick as Horford, you know, some of the other small guys can. So Horford gets a ton of time. Does he go off in a game? And we get a nice bump from a guy who's, again, potentially a Hall of Famer. Maybe there's a short-term play. Maybe there's a long-term play.
2: It just seems like this is the harder one for guys to make an investment on because of the pop count for what this guy
1: has. Like, That's I, why you go like- PSA 9. Yeah, there's hundreds of PSA 9s, if not thousands. Just go with a different card. OK, yeah, I wouldn't go. I mean, yeah, the pop 10. I mean, it's useless. It's there's no reason they even have that in here because they don't ever sell like even his patch autos, though. Like the guy again, I and I'm not saying he's like this all time great star because he's not like he's a good player, but he has some nice stuff and I think it's relatively safe for his career.
2: OK, I mean, tell people what they do then if they do get this card, because uh, again, if this is someone who if people aren't used to moving this quickly. What do you do, and when do you do it to get rid of him?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. One of two. You're just buying him on the cheap because he's going to get a little bit of a price spike if they win a championship. And he's going to retain that level because at the end of the day, he's a very good player who's going to make the haul years down the road. Or after one big performance, if there is any price spike, you sell it off quick. Or you go the road of buying something that's rare like that PSA 10 where there's a pop count of 12. And then you set the market and see if somebody gets aggressive and jumps at it. I just think it's interesting because I like Horford I think he's played really well, and you can get plenty of his patch autos from o seven for under fifty bucks like and some for under thirty bucks. I just think it's a relatively safe play for a borderline Hall of famer I just, I, like, I
2: just want to wade through your bias of the Celtics and make sure that people are making good financial decisions That's all that's why I'm asking questions
1: yeah I mean it's I'm not sure what the bias is there he's cheap he's probably a Hall of famer he's probably going to increase in value some and he's not going to absolutely tank because he has an established career okay. Uh,
2: I'd like you wanna to talk Marcus about your.
1: Start? I'd like to talk about your bias on this podcast right now. What is?
2: How you feeling, bud? I'm feeling so good. Um, here's my thing, Mike. I'm gonna go ahead and be honest with you. I don't like when we come in and you want to change it up, and then you start talking, and then we don't get to banter, and then I try and banter, and then you're like, "What is the point of that?" It's. I don't care for it. You know, let's just have a little fun with it. How about that? You feel okay? It. Did you, <laughs> You good? God. <laughs> That's what I thought. All right. There so we go. Marcus Smart. Marcus Here we go. Smart is a little more popular as far as pricing goes. So obviously, I think guys can find him a little bit more Here's easily. A question.
1: Why are you the way? <laughs> I.
2: You know what I did? I've spent the last three hours going through metadata, trying to pull old videos, and then slab them together oh. so that things would work. Is that going to work, a, by the way? Yeah, but... But it's a lot of work. It's not my job, I'll tell you that much. It is beyond frustrating to deal with, but it is working. Uh, Side note, guys, starting an app is fun. It's a good time. Actually, it it actually is really fun. There's just a lot of work that goes into it, so prepare yourself if you ever want to start an app. Just don't ever do it. Just Don't don't do that if you don't like work. Um, Marcus Smart plays for the Boston Celtics. (laughs) Basketball team, uh, basketball. So yep. we're looking at. It looks like 2013. 2013.
1: Is that right? Okay. Yeah,
2: he's got 2013, 14 Green Prism up here. Um, selling raw for sixty-five dollars. PSA ten version uh, just sold for three hundred and fifty dollars. But again, anything graded, yeah, pop four. By not.
1: the way, 2013 Prism is my favorite base design set in the in the history of Prism of the ten years. I like. Oh, really? I think it's the nicest looking set. Yep. Huh? Why? No board. I just think okay. it's clean. I don't know. I just I, I like the shots for whatever reason.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um. He also has a silver prism on here. Card uh, sold for eighty dollars raw. Uh. The PSA ten sold for seven hundred just recently. Obviously, he's had some nice bumps recently. I don't see a lot of comparison pricing though. Um.
1: Say so He does nice. have
2: stickers. Yeah, it would be nice. Stickers, rookies, patches, are all right now are selling for like 40 to $60 ungraded. Um, Honestly, $40 to $60, that doesn't seem half bad. And the fact that he started in, what, 2013? So he's got... I think we might be wrong.
1: I think he's a 2014-2015 rookie. Because that's the Embiid. Yeah, that's the wrong year. He's 2014. Oh, do you think... Yeah, okay. He he's just listed it wrong? We, oh, okay. Yeah, here we go. It's just the wrong year. Oh, okay, so he's 2014. I'm actually surprised how good his patch auto sell for. And Marcus Smart is interesting. He's a, he just won defensive player of the year. He's a top five, top ten defensive guy in the league every year. As good at flopping, by the way, as anybody who's ever played the game. Watching him and Kyle Lowry just flop around like dead fish. I guess um, they aren't dead, but like as living fish that are almost... It was painful at times yesterday. Those two just <laughs> flail around. Oh, my goodness. But... I, I, another guy I think has shown potential to go for twenty to thirty points. He has a high profile game where he has a great defensive outing against Curry, and Curry shoots bad. Marcus goes off for twenty five points. I, I almost honestly I put him in the same category as like a Horford type, although he's not a Hall of Famer by any means yet. But established second tier star in the league, I think. Defensive Player of the Year, very good, can average fifteen to twenty points. I think he's going to have a game or two where he goes off in the finals and so you get the short term play, sell it right after the game or hey, i'm just going to hold it going into next year. I would spend a little money on him though. Like and i think i say that i wouldn't go out and buy like a base card. I think i'd go out and buy something kind of nice for him. If if you're going to buy him at all. Like
2: but again, this is are you are are you thinking that he would stay high cuz i know you mentioned that like as a as a possibility. What are your thoughts? Like if so they perform I, really well.
1: Yep. So if they perform really well, right? I think he gets an immediate Nice, like healthy, but 30, 40, 50%, whatever. Then the offseason starts. He's not a superstar. I think he comes down, but I still think his landing spot after the finals is higher Higher. than what his pricing is today.
2: Okay.
1: And again, I just think it's relatively safe. I'm not ever saying Smart's going to be a number one guy or probably even a number two, but I think there's something there. Defensively, he's a star in the league. You know, and just like to give you like ideas on pricing his Crown Royal Patch Auto, the gold version to 99 Jumbo Patch, 75 bucks. Excalibur multicolor patch auto 75 bucks, uh, immaculate collection, s- single color Jersey, but still an auto of his rookie 75 bucks. I don't think it's a terrible buy. Like some of that stuff, I think there's a, actually a bit of a market for, um, but I would definitely stick with lower numbered. I'd, I'd want to be in the 80 to hundred dollar range. So like a nice patch a real low numbered, something kind of like that is where I'd go with Marcus. But okay. I think he's, I, I do. I think he's one of those guys. Um, can we talk a little bit about uh, Curry for a second? Like,
2: as far as sure. pricing goes, I noticed something weird. So, his pricing recently was up over $10,000 for the PSA 10 about? 2009 Tops card. Paper. So, the paper one. Uh, okay. Base was over $10,000, but then it dropped to like 8700 um as of the 28th. So, was that two days ago? But then I saw, like, on he had a recent sale on eBay for. Um, 9,300. It hasn't been verified yet, but let's call it 9,300. So rebounding Closer to yeah. 10,000.
1: What's the deal? What's with the drop? Like, I mean, it's just an expensive card, but a card like that, when are you selling it? Like, is mm-hmm. somebody in the market to buy that card for 10 grand at the time? You, you know, it's a tough okay. card to move. Yeah, you think yeah, guys I, just kind of got
2: excited when they they were, you know, when they won and then Sure. The excitement kind of died down a little bit. Okay.
1: Not even that. I just think, again, it's like how many guys are in the market at that moment for a 10,000, for a five figure card? Okay. You know, that's why I love, I actually love trading smaller stuff. I would all day rather be in the $100 to $1,000 card range for value because I think you have a huge pool of buyers. You get into 10 grand. Not only is it, are there enough buyers? People, who am I buying this from? All the feedback's questionable. I don't want to tie up $10,000 on that. I got to pay tax on eBay for it. I don't want to buy it. I think there's a lot of other variables when you start to get into a price like that, because again, this and overall just a buyer pool is that much smaller. So
2: well, you are right. Like when I look at the PSA for that card, it really didn't do that at all. Like it it didn't even have the same kind of bump. Um PSA eight, PSA nine, the same thing. Um mm-hmm. it kind of did a little back and forth, but it's actually still uh at its high since he's been in the uh the playoffs. So yeah,
1: okay. That makes and sense. And Curry's like maybe, another guy though. If you're buying Curry like I'm not buying Curry in the short term cuz I don't even with him. I don't know that there's a big spike no matter what happens. Then again, if he goes off for 48 points a game and they sweep the Celtics, oh, he's top 10 like there's going to be overreaction. He's top 10 all of a sudden. It does get interesting then, so. What we'll about see. Tatum? Do you think he he goes up though? I think Tatum has way more upside potential. I think Tatum stuff rises more if he wins than if Curry does. It's his first ring. He's a young, emerging superstar. Now, all of a sudden, there's talk about top five. That's why I'm really on the fence with my Tatum stuff. I had said originally, I'm selling it all like game two through four. Let him get in and win a game or two. Let the hype build. Now, I'm kind of like, I don't know. Maybe I just wait and see what happens. I'm not really sure.
2: I mean, to put it in perspective, now, granted, the pop count is more for the Tatum, but it's only like, he just had one sell his PSA 10, 2017 about? Prism for what is it, 5,000?
1: The count, no, no, no. 5,500.
2: Oh, for the count. Yeah, 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 5,600. Um, but it just bucks? sold for
1: $285. Yeah, like, I mean, that again, was yesterday. That's, that's today. 40% cheaper than Luca, who has 22,000 of those cards. I, I'm telling you, I think t- once the market really starts to pay attention to the pop count there, because that's become I such think a negative you're right. thing. I think there's a I think there's a nice little, man um, bump there. How many how many Tatum's do you have by the way? I got like six or seven optic tens, which are like 170 bucks. I've got the mm-hmm. one prism silver, which is doing like 1700 ish. I've got an optic hollow PSA ten that's doing 725 right now, and I've got Ooh. a red white and blue prism, but it's like an 8.5 PSA. It's a couple hundred bucks, nothing crazy. No, oh, and I have the one autograph, the one I bought. Um, oh yeah, this, it's a prism sensation auto. A nine five ten. I don't want to See burst that your bubble. Card, I, will, I will sell that card.
2: I don't want to burst your bubble any, but that silver has come down. Uh, yeah, seventeen
1: hundred as of today. I just looked.
2: Oh, did it? Re, oh, the last. Yeah, sale they were on down to fourteen and fifteen. Fourteen sixty. Yeah. So
1: that's before today, because they're always a day later on the ladder. But today that's he's sixteen true. to seventeen fifty. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Good. No, I mean, and again, I'm into that card and an optic for ten fifty. I, I mean, I'm okay. Yeah. I, yeah. That's one of the few correct moves I've made this year um you mind if i just hit a couple quick things before we get to mojo um the only baseball note i had people are so down on otani he's got 11 home runs before the all-star break like a ways before the break can we pump the breaks like i (laughs) love that no one cares about batting average but then all of a sudden his batting average is like 258 or whatever it is 252 and it's like well, look at that average i don't care if he bats like 0.9 if the guy is well that's not doesn't make sense 0.09 how about that okay if the guy is crushing home runs and is like still pitching the dual threat, this phenomenon we don't ever see, and he's hitting home runs, that is gonna determine his market and keep it healthy. And the Angels are winning games for once, which never happens past the month of May. And may not this year, who knows? What are you doing? Did you just get a text? I you got you get some I got breaking news?
2: I got a I got a I got a message. Someone wants to buy our dresser. It's kind of an
1: Oh it's a man. Any comps deal. on it?
2: Bro, what's We could sell this dresser? thing for like probably 60 $70. Do they know your house
1: is crawling with COVID? Has That's that been the, factored in? That is the bonus they get when they come to pick it up. Um, um, we do have some release week things. Let's hit release week with Bowman University and then we can be done. Okay, I got it. 2021, 22 Bowman University basketball. So this is non-logoed uniforms at all. There's not even college uniforms on it. I know it's like a buck sixty. Oh yes, one sixty uh, right, yes. 160 a bucks. I don't know much about it. I think Denton and Max put some info in that email we looked at at the very bottom. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious. Again, we put up a poll about this thing, which I can share the results. What did the, What did he have to say about it, though? They know they know more than I do about this product.
2: Talk about uh, one I don't care about. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. They copied and pasted what was on Blowout. So there's not a lot of additional information. There's two Chrome um, Bowman U autographs per box. The, there's a com- I think the complete set is 100 cards for the base. There Which is, is good. I do like that. Yeah, we don't have a checklist as of yet, unfortunately. And it's um, all
1: kids who are going back to college this year.
2: What is the deal? Why is it that they can't do the college uniform on there? I know just I licensing.
1: I it's, it's a licensing thing, I don't okay. know, but I don't know the specific. So I just found the poll. It was basically, hey, this is the first year. What are your feelings about the product? I posted this one late. We only got like 200 votes. Over half of them, though. Uh, non-pro uniform, no interest. Nice. That was the ma- yeah, yeah S- second vote. Haven't heard much about it, which is where I was at. It- this is quietly getting released, which is fine. After that, a little bit of positivity for 150 bucks. It's a cheap, fun rip. I don't disagree okay. there. Um, a couple other options though, because I was curious. Like, love the shot at early autos because they're potential lottery picks. Not a lot in that department. I also put like huge upside because it's like their first auto. Because yeah. I was curious, the guys have the vibe of this, like they have of baseball Bowman, where it's prospecting. I think there's a lot to be desired. Is what it seems, but this also changes in a year and a half if a couple of these guys are lottery picks. But for now, I do think it's kind of like, eh. We'll see. You
2: think you think the overall response would be different if this was like a Panini college
1: product? If it had licensing, yes, yeah, logos, yes. sure. Okay. I also don't think though at that price point, if you wanted to put a couple boxes aside. Maybe it is looked, again, if somebody pops, okay, all of a sudden shoes, because just like the XRC, like before they're even a true rookie, or, hey, this product picks up steam in the future, let's go back to the first year, which we've seen with Prism and Optic and Mosaic and all that other stuff. Okay. So, okay. I'm pumped about this dresser, dude. I don't even want to do the show now.
2: <laughs> get that dresser out you of You want to get in on that dresser? Dude, it's like walnut looking, but faux wood. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: it's a big deal. You want to do straight facts? We got a minute. Um, yeah, not well, even we only here yet.
2: actually that works out because um, basically the biggest news that I think is somewhat interesting is not going to be interesting to the uh, lower 48 as they call them, but for our Canadian. Uh, Can I ask brethren, a question?
1: Go ahead. Isn't Hawaii lower than the other, like most of the 40? Isn't it more south than the other most of the 48? Why do you do this to me? Right? Why would you? Why would you do this to me?
2: I don't know. We are the pants of North America, or <laughs> or are we the shirt? In Mexico's the pants. Let
1: me be your traveling and pants.
2: Canada is the nice fancy hat. Um, well, we our can <laughs> I'm sorry. Canada, you guys are in store for a treat. Yep. The what they are saying the biggest card show ever is Toronto coming Expo. your way. Uh, it is the Spring Expo in Toronto. Yes, the Sports oh. Card Expo in Toronto um june 2nd to the 5th this week uh they're expecting huge numbers um i think there's some like uh covid measures to keep people safe and all that stuff so if you guys if for our listeners from canada if you guys go hit us up let us know how it was what you saw what you thought we'd love to hear more about it but uh i i think what's really fascinating is that they're Still expecting this to be one of the hottest shows, even though so many people out there are saying, oh, it's a downturn. Oh, the market's collapsed or whatever the case. Obviously, not the case. There's a lot of buzz
1: about the show, actually. You are right. By the way, I'm just going to put this out to the listening audience. If you're at the show and As you find to the it, non-listening on audience. I don't want to speak to those people. No. If you're at the show and you happen to find a Bobby Orr 1966 rookie graded by PSA or SGC. Keep this little fella in mind. Would love. I bought another big PC card yesterday. I would love to add that Bobby Orr though. All right, guys. So there you go. We we wanted to get our basketball talk done because I don't want to speak about basketball with the other two people who are joining. I forgot you guys are West Coast. So Doug and Dan from Mojo Breaks Mojo Podcast are here. Doug, after his dog yipped for a while, held up a cup. Why don't you explain what's on that cup, Doug?
3: Oh, uh, it's just you know it's championship blood.
1: Getting ready for Thursday. You, you guys are warriors. How close are you to... I don't even know where they play. I know they're in the state of California.
0: Uh, they they play in San Francisco. We're about 45
3: minutes uh, south of San are Francisco. Are you going
1: to any of these games?
3: Possibly. We're season ticket holders, but we don't know. Oh. The money might outweigh going, though. You know what I mean? So. Sure. I think the so money how much are those tickets going? going for?
1: Yeah, how does that work, by the way? Do you have access and you have to buy postseason tickets, or it's included mm. in your price? So... Okay. Uh,
0: the way they do it with uh and, and this is like with Warriors, it pretty much any team, you have to buy the whole every series you have to buy the whole package, assuming it goes seven games. And okay. if it doesn't go seven games, they issue you a credit for the next series or for your next installment for your season tickets. Uh, your so,
1: yeah. like what's the finals bulk uh, ticket, go our for? ticket? Our tickets
0: are in the like third level. Not yeah, nosebleeds, not great seats, Okay, um, I think they're two hundred and fifty bucks base value, probably oh, going be said probably going to be selling for like $550, 600 bucks, maybe
1: oh, okay, so you for go or you double up. That's the question. You
0: go or you double up. The issue is is that driving to San Franci- driving in San Francisco is terrible. Uh-huh. Getting parking is terrible. You almost got to take the train in train it takes about an hour and a half to get there from where we're at. Some a major hassle. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of talking myself out of it. I think I'd rather go to a road game in Boston, to be honest with
1: you. Yeah. Are we going to Boston? I, I think we should.
2: Um, guys, we do this every single time we do an interview, and I, <laughs> oh, I hate God. to do this. Who are you? Late- we're in the who, middle of a good who are conversation Doug and Dan here. And why are you guys here? What do you Did, know about cars? I prepared cards? you
1: for this at the Mint Collective, though. Mint I, Collective, it was their set. It was a free-for-all. We had a great time. I knew exactly. Jesse was going to put on his work hat.
2: I just uh, want dang. the people to know. I just want the people to know who Doug and Dan are, what, who's, who's mojo breaks. They're why Warriors are they here? fans. That
1: is the intro.
2: All right, Doug uh, and or Dan, who wants to start? Tell us about yourselves. Doug and start. All, All right. He's right. He's the face. He, he's the face so yeah. beautiful face we've already <laughs> talked about
0: that i told him i did my you know i,
3: I shaved before the show i actually oh. got a shirt dan will appreciate this out the ball i may have not wore this shirt in, i don't know about 10 years oh. so did you, uh, you
0: iron did you iron on that decal yourself
3: i did that's hey budget's a man for, for the people at home, home it
2: says mojo bricks there you go
3: <laughs> no. yeah we've been breaking for 12 years now we've been doing podcasts for about 10 years now uh, we do 150 breaks a week. MojoBreak live on YouTube or on whatnot. We're oh, on gross. wherever you guys want us to be. We're breaking. Oh, and, you
2: want to uh, come over to Kurt Shop live and break? We we got We're there. To. We accept. The Bam! It's happening.
1: I was gonna subtly ask. <laughs> We're in. Okay, keep going. Never mind. We're good <laughs> okay. here. 150 right. a week. Um, at holy least. smokes, dude! Yeah, I didn't realize it was that much. Do you guys have allocation? Ah, uh, it's dwindling year by year. It's dwindling. Yeah. It's low. I was low. wondering. So even for like the top accounts. It, it is getting tough. Oh yeah, I, I say tough. I mean, it's definitely not like it used to be. It you know
0: back back fi- back in like five years ago, it was a completely different ball game. If the way allocation worked was, say, national treasures would come out. What distributors would do is that they would package up a bunch of product that's sitting on their shelves. So you have to buy three cases of Phoenix football to get one case of NT. Yeah. Um, and that's how it used to be. And we used to complain about that. Now, if that opportunity happened, oh, yeah. you like, jump at like, it. Yeah, so Sign <laughs> me up. So, so I remember 20, like,
1: 2015, by the way, first year they did that to me, at least that I was in national treasures, football for every one case of pro uniform, you had to buy three cases of collegiate Yeah, and it was so oh. bad back then. But yeah, now it'd be like, I'll take 8,000 cases of everything. Yeah. <laughs> so now yeah, it's just I mean, overall spend for the most part.
3: Yeah, it pretty much is. And, and, you know, we have a card shop too, but, you know, we get all the card shops come to the conclusion that it's the breakers taking the allocation, but it's really whoever has the most money that's getting the allocation. It's whatever your spend is. And, you know, and a lot of the, these, these prices now from wholesale are actually more or around blowout. So they've really squeezed, you know, all the margin out of it. And unfortunately that gets passed on to the collector, you know, and um, there's certain products that just, you know, just it's just not worth it. Somebody asked me, Oh, you want to buy a box of that? And it's like, you know, I, as much as I want to sell product, it's like, I wouldn't buy that. Yeah.
1: I you. <laughs> so I am curious. So I, that is good to hear. Cause that was one thing I always did too. Like there's some stuff and I've talked to other breakers like, Nope, every product goes up for sale. We break it like normal. Like are there certain products you just protect the room from, so to speak? Um, I mean, we'll,
3: we'll, yeah, pretty much. Um, there's, you know, if it goes too high or if it's just not a good value or we'll just go lower instead of doing six boxes, maybe we'll do two just so that it's a lower buy-in. Right. So, um, or if it's a case, you know, like flawless, like $50,000 or something, you know, how many people are going to get slaughtered at that price point. So you figure out different ways to get the cost of buy-in so that, you know, people aren't spending huge dollars.
1: So I am curious, like on the upcoming horizon, like, I mean, obviously, Prism. Actually, Prism is one I want to talk to you about. Twenty Twenty One Prism Football. Obviously, it's six months late, maybe mm-hmm. even a little more by the time it comes out. Like, what are your thoughts? Because I saw first off the line sold out, but it came down to like fourteen hundred a box. Mm-hmm. What do you think uh, that does to to hobby?
3: You know, we're we're seeing uh, what around sixteen hundred right now, Dan, on the, uh, on the on the on the hobby uh, retail.
0: Where the EPO ended, it was. I mean, I was buying it as well, and around. 1650 the site got a little glitchy okay. and you would put it you'd put it in your cart yeah. and there was some people saying that they were checking out there was other people who were saying the same exact thing as i was having i would put it in my cart i would try to check out it would basically time out and then say you have to go back and put it back in your cart so i did that about three or four times and then i basically gave up but if you go back at some point, I think it was 1450 people were saying that they were still getting it and being able to check out, which huh. who knows, who knows what happens on the back end of the, uh, of the first off the line releases. I, I've seen it to where, you know, you can always tell if there's a lot of people by the act of getting it in your cart. It's like too many people on too many people on. And, and you basically see it. So you're like, okay, we're getting a lot of traffic when that happens. It ends up selling out.
3: You know. You know. And what was what was funny? You just reminded me. I didn't tell Dan this. I got a text from somebody about on Friday. And they were like, "Did you get any?" And I was like, "We got a little bit, but you know, it, it, we couldn't get it at sixteen hundred, and it went down. And I kept trying. I was getting failure codes. He's all, "Oh, you just got to hit the hold down the enter button when you're checking out." I'm like, "Huh?" I'm like, what? "How would how would anybody know that?" He's all, "Yeah, I was able to check. I just held the enter button down. That that is Duh. that isn't it? They're messing what? with you, dude." Yeah. You. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, it's a trusted source. I, I believe what he says. So I'm like, all right, so next time I'm Can gonna try call to this person, I'm gonna hold the whole keyboard down. Maybe that'll work.
2: I love these inner workings behind the the different breakers that we talk to because like you guys experience a lot of the same things though that we we hear from other guys. It's just they want more allocation, they can't get allocation. And then so in this case, where do you guys end up getting most of your product then? Well,
0: I mean, we do get allocation. We are fortunate to get allocation from the main distributors. Now, do we want more? A hundred percent, everybody wants more, but we are fortunate to get what is probably considered a lot of pre-sale allocation from from distributors because we've had that longstanding relationship. But as far as aftermarket, we buy a lot from card shops. Um, we buy a lot from you know the blowout and the DAs and the steel cities and stuff like that, and then we kind of cost average it down with what we get from the original pre-sale allocation. We're also a direct Panini account. Uh, to be honest with you, we get essentially one case of everything directly from Panini. Uh, literally no more than that. There hasn't been a release where we've received more than multiple cases, oh, uh, okay. or just just one case. So um, yeah, I mean, we're fortunate definitely with what we get from the major distributors from as far as allocation.
1: I'm nice. curious. What was breaking? What did breaking look like 12 years ago? I didn't really get back into breaking at all until Ooh. like 2014. Oh, wow. And then well, after that, I started. What <laughs> <laughs> were you guys breaking back then? Tables. Kitchen Tables.
3: table. Nice. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was breaking like 12 years ago? Man, it was Polaroids and VHSs. No, um, something very similar though. It was uh blog TV was the platform that you would have to break on, which uh, just, that was just anybody and their mom would say, this guy's a scammer. He sends all of his cards in PWE. That was like the go-to. It was like somebody would jump in your room and say, this guy's a scammer. He'll send all your cards in PWEs. I don't, I don't know why that was the go-to, but that was the go-to. That's, that's what people did. Wait, and what's then, a PWE? What plain is that? white envelope. Oh, okay. like he's not sending your cards in a bubble mailer. He'll send it in an envelope, which <laughs> I mean, there could be a lot worse things somebody can do. I mean, like they could keep a Trevor Lawrence card or something, but, um, you know I mean? uh, but, uh, <laughs> did
2: somebody do that? Yeah, <laughs> I might have
3: heard somebody did that, I don't but, so. uh, and then you would, oh, you'd have to record cause you couldn't record on blogs. So you'd have to have a separate video camera, which would mess up your angles. And then you you could only record up to ten minutes at a time on YouTube at back in those days, and it would take overnight for every ten minutes. So it's like somebody was like waiting for their their whole break. If it was a two hour break. It might take three days to upload on
2: YouTube. Wow! Yeah,
1: man,
3: that what really the was the Wild
2: West. So so in this case, you guys now have fully upgraded. Did you ever go to Breaker TV
3: as a secondary stream? We actually migrated to UStream. We we were one of the only few us Layton. Maybe live case break that went to Ustream because we felt like we wanted a destination rather than being like a strip mall. You know, yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah. So like we're like, our customers can come find us there, and they won't be able to find anybody else at the time.
0: And the and the platform
3: was just a little yeah. bit better. Um, the quality was a little bit better.
0: The way they archived videos was a little bit better, the encoder was better. Uh, yeah, breakers and, TV. And Joe Rogan was on
3: there. So I was like, if Joe Rogan's on there, like, oh gotta be good. What was he doing on there? That's where his podcast started on UStream. Oh, really? Oh, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah.
2: Okay, so you guys obviously have a ton of experience. You've seen what has you know gone on over the last couple years. What is how out of the ordinary was that? And do you think that is something that uh, was okay for the hobby, bad for the hobby? Like the big spike, the boom of two thousand one, and now like the settling down. Well, 2020 there was a big boom, but it wasn't until February of 2021 that the biggest spike really happened.
0: I well, I I thought I I think two I mean well before breaking, but 2001 Pujols and Ichiro's year that there was actually a significant boom back then as well. Uh, that was a that was a big year, but yeah, fast forward. I, really, I mean. Hard eighteen nineteen big, big year. Um, that's when I, that's when we really started to see the evolution to where you had people talking about investments, like yeah. alternate investments, starting to like, you know, instead of getting into stocks, bonds, you're going to start getting into Luca rookies. And that is, and then you had Gary V jump in and that that's when I really saw like a boom, and then the pandemic hit, or the pandy. I don't, I don't want it to get. and our podcast, it's... if you say the pandemic, it like YouTube literally
1: blocks it. Yeah, so we that. started the episode. I just tested negative. I got one negative test under my belt now because we've all been positive. Sorry, we're not in our studio. Jesse's positive. Oh. His old fan. Yeah, we've done. Don't worry. If this thing's getting sent, if this thing's getting censored, the whole episode's gone at this point. <laughs> on, <laughs> on our last
2: podcast, actually, we talked. Of, we called it the COVID podcast in Spotify. Automatically, like yep. picked up on it, and they warning. put a COVID warning under it. Like yep, for more do, information yeah. about COVID, go to here. So is that,
0: is that your first? Is that your first positive test? Oh yeah, so, we have. We made yeah, it all the way. We've been, been good for you guys two went, years, you guys man.
2: Went all. You guys went. We almost made it without getting like, COVID.
3: You almost like super you guys have a pair of Super frackers Jesse got Thank sick you. and
1: infected the rest of us. Well, Boston got me sick, and that's Mike's fault. So that's true. We flew up for the Fenway show because I couldn't miss it. And we came home. Jesse got sick first. I was like five days later, though. And I tested. And I was like, yeah, no gave, symptoms. I gave Micah a
2: kiss good night before we left. And then yep. that was all she wrote. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> shared a drink, shared a kiss. And sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. We we all got it. We all got it. There was like a, a pretty substantial surge here in like December. And it pretty much wiped us out. Like, granted, I I had like a little bit of a head cold for about a, a day or so. And
3: then I was yeah. pretty much it. Same
1: here. So COVID hit the card market did what it did. And which shocked I, me, by the way, that's when I sold the, I sold the breaking company in August COVID yeah. hit in March of 2020. I was terrified. So I was like, I'm out. It was wow. terrifying. And,
2: and so many people weren't sure what was going to happen. But if you listen to like Luber's manifesto, he would have said like, it really didn't have anything to do with the fact that COVID happened. It was already like poised for a huge spike. And and hard, hard pass on that notion,
1: by the way. Yeah. Well,
2: I think it was poised maybe for a spike, but a hard spike like that, I think that's kind of hard to to say that that was predictable. But that being said, what do you guys view as the future of this marketplace? Because, I mean, like you, like Mike and I, we talk to a lot of guys with businesses, like companies, like big people putting a lot of money into this space. Do you guys see it as like, hey, we're in a position where the market's correcting and it's going to continue to do this and we're, you know,
3: it's yeah, going to die I mean, back down or is it going to go up? I think it's going to level out. And, and and that's kind of the hope. I don't want to say that, you know, I don't want things to keep going, being good, but like at some point, you know, the customer is paying too much and uh, especially for sealed wax. Now, I know the singles seem like they're fluid as far as like, you know, the logo man's and, you know, some of these big cards, those are fluid and, and that, that kind of market, dictates itself but as far as like some of these rising costs of boxes it's just you know it needs to kind of level out um you know and uh, just kind of be we don't want it to be 2013 or 2012 but we don't want it to be that crazy because people need to afford some of this stuff
0: yeah i mean i agree with you i think the next evolution is actually will tie into what you guys are are actually doing with your with your app um i think the next card evolution in, e- in e-commerce what card shop live, card shop live. Card Shop Live? Card Shop Live. Card Shop Live. Okay, I just want to make Thanks sure you got that. Nope. <laughs> got yeah. um, but I think that is the next evolution of not only our industry, but the way e-commerce is digested as a whole through yeah. you know, platforms like Amazon and eBay. I think it's going to be more of a live show where you can basically see a demo of a product or an auction of a product and be able to buy it just with yeah. clicking on your phone and your credit card straight attached to it. And yep. that's it. It's that instant gratification of being able to buy something, um, without oh, looking 100%. through like spec sheets of like stuff. I mean, we, e-commerce the way we know it has had a heck of a run, but the next evolution is this live e- com- e-commerce that, um, uh, oh, I think, for sure. I, think it, I think it's truly the future. And I think it's not only the future for our industry, but, the future for e-commerce as a
2: whole well you look at tiktok with like the you know 15 second videos you look at instagram who then copied it uh youtube who's copied it, everybody everything if i don't get my like entertainment in the next 15 to 45 seconds then i'm off to the next thing and yep. that's why you have to adapt with uh commerce because no one's going to want to wait around when they could get an instant gratification of going out somewhere live and purchasing the thing they want and seeing like exactly what they got and getting the that endorphin rush, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what all of these apps that are doing, you know, either if you're doing card live selling or there's, there's other companies, there's a lot of companies that are starting to push for the same thing. So you're right. As far as e-commerce goes, it's not a card thing. It's just in general where the space yep. is headed.
3: Yeah. And we've, uh, you know, it's definitely been mind blowing to go on these live commerce apps and, and me and Dan, you know, we have other breakers, but we wanted to jump in and experience it to understand, you know, because we have a website and people buy from the website. All of our breaks are scheduled when it comes to our, our website breaks, So completely different, not like, you know, people that are, are mainly our customer base is buying, watching later. And it's, you know, archived, but this, you know, live commerce is like, it's right in front of your face. It's action. It's, com- you know, completely like, right there for you. So it's almost like two different animals. So it's been blowing my mind. Like how are people even buying from my way? It's like so many steps, you know, like don't, don't, from don't say, restaurant.
0: don't say that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's not many steps. You know what I'm saying? Um, as
1: far as like Amazon
3: getting things here quick. And like you guys were talking about live commerce is so much faster pace.
1: Yeah. I don't think people who are, but I do agree. If you were born, if you would literally just come into the space and were used to the live stream, I don't see any of those guys going, even like we used to do website or Facebook. You're not making that jump. It now if you came in on the website, the Facebooks to do the other is easy, but yeah, I, I think if you're trying to go back yet, yeah, it is definitely a different animal. No question. Um, I It's like an
3: age demographic thing too. Like if you jump on these, these platforms, like whatnot
1: and loop, it's more of like the 20
3: to yep. 35 and then the 35 and over are more of the Facebook, YouTube kind of guys.
1: Yeah, yep. I agree. So let me ask this too, then obviously you guys are familiar with product. I, I'm just curious, like, Favorite products to rip personal products. Like what do you guys actually enjoy? I know you guys aren't ripping full time anymore. Like you used to, you got the crew doing it, but like, what do you do if you're going to sit down and actually do a break on a live stream? Like what is stuff you enjoy breaking?
0: I, I love, I love doing definitive baseball. Um, that is, that is one of my favorite, favorite products year in and year out. I know it hasn't been around for a real long time, but, um, that is a really, really fun product to rip, Um uh, contenders football, uh, i I love I mean, I think of that as still the standard when it comes to a rookie autograph. yep, uh, I contenders' football I get excited about and more so than prism. I actually, I would prefer if I have the money to rip either a contenders or a prism, I'm gonna go contenders. And I know that's kind of like in the minority view at this point because everybody wants the the color, the shiny stuff like that. But I prefer. I prefer the contenders rookie autos. So yeah, contenders, football uh, tops, definitive baseball, stuff nice. like that.
3: I'd say immaculate basketball. I think just for the variety that like, you know, there's a lot of different subsets um, and probably top sterling baseball before I got back into the hobby, the 20 2007 version. Oh, I love the old school. Yeah, yeah, and yep. I'm a big guy. Barry Bonds is the goat in my 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 opinion. So they actually had Barry Bonds boxes back then, which got me you know got me hooked on it because they had a year where it was all the players. You know, it was like you can get it Robin now, you can get Babe Ruth. Yep. But it was like blind box, you you know the deal. It's like blind box, blind box, which is cool. And um, this this year Sterling and last year Sterling was cool. I mean, it's not quite that where, where it was, but it still kind of brings memories of those. Nice. Yeah,
1: I I I do like Sterling's been one of the few they actually revamped. I was like, I like it. It's definitely different. But but I have liked it quite a bit. Um, I am curious too. I got to ask biggest cards pulled anything like stand. I'm sure you guys have pulled plenty of like monsters, which by the way, all of ours are in the last like year and a half before that we pulled cards that are probably bigger, but it was just such a different world. So anything like crazy pulls from Mojo?
3: Uh, We pull, I pulled the prism black of Trey young, the rookie. So I believe shine has that in his collection now. Um, we pulled two different flawless LeBron or uh, one flawless LeBron and one national treasures, LeBron logo, man, um, over Dang. the years, uh, Luca RPA to five, which I think is almost a million dollar card. Now. Uh, uh the, uh, the 2019 it's surprising,
0: uh, Anthony Bolby super factor auto. Oh yeah. Um, that is, uh, he is going up the ranks in, the, in the Yankees. Um, I remember we pulled it and he was definitely under the radar. We were searching for Dominguez and Wit and that product. And we pulled that and we're like, we're all super fractured. It's a super fractor. It's not, I mean, it's a
1: Yankee. <laughs> oh man.
0: Yep. And he ended up uh, being a uh, stud. I think, I think Golden just sold sold one of the Reds for I think it was like two hundred thousand or something like that. It's crazy. Yeesh.
1: That's insane. So our, my favorite Luca pull of all time select used to actually come out early in the year. So it was 2018 mm-hmm. and 2018 was just different. We pulled the gold four color patch auto. And oh. I remember the guys split the team and they were like, I don't know, we'll sell it. They sold it to another guy in the group. And like, they fleeced the guy for four grand. I was wow. like, I, I feel like it's worth more now, but I don't have a check."
3: Yeah. I like select basketball too. I almost forgot about that. That was probably in my top five in terms of select. I like select basketball over select football. Uh,
1: yeah. And I'm also curious what they're doing with the XRCs this year in football. I know. Now that the whole well, unfortunately, we'll they
3: printed the retail version of it. That's kind of a bummer. But, you know, back then it wasn't retail.
1: Yep. Hey, guys. So before
2: you guys take off, I did have a question for you from uh, our mailbag. So okay. we let guys know that you were coming in. We had one specific to you guys. So basically, John Bourne wanted to know, um, with the plur- excuse me, yep. proliferation of breakers over the past few years, what have you guys seen as the key to retaining customer base? I think that's a good question, especially oh, yeah. for how long you guys have been in here.
0: Yeah, uh, the the key is is at the at the end of the day, when breaking the inception of breaking was basically to make the product cheaper for people to get involved in it, and with the prices going up as high as they have we've kind of lost that. It's it's still, it's very difficult because the prices of the boxes are so expensive. So I think what we still try to do, is we still try to have cheaper price points, Um, you can get into a break. It may not be the greatest product, but we always have breaks on the website at for $19.99. So you always can get like, you know, it may be a series one hockey break with a bunch of base guards might not be the sexiest product in the world, but Still being able to maintain those price points to get the collectors in because not everybody is going to have a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, a thousand dollars for a break spot. Yeah. So I think the key is is still having those entry level price points. Yeah, for Everybody. I think,
3: I think I've always, you know, I come from a sales background, and I always put the customer first, and I still do that with my businesses. And, and to an extent, the customer's always right. You know, in and, and certain instances, if it's a good customer, you want to take care of that customer if you have an issue, if they're upset. And uh, we've went about doing that, you know, just taking care of people, making sure that they're appreciative, that, that we're... You know, we wouldn't be where we are or we wouldn't be doing breaks every day if it wasn't for them. So they're the most important aspect of our business. And, uh, you know, making sure that they're on a pedestal and knowing knowing that
1: that is nice. the most lost art in this space, by the way, because guys came in in 2020 is like, I can get a retail blaster and quadruple my money. Right. Who cares if the dude's mad? I'm, I do feel like that, like it, I, even back in the day, and I'm sure you guys are the same way, like, oh, OK, Brian just came into the group. Brian's a Sox fan. So when I pull the first Sox base card that he's not going to want. I'm folding it in half on camera and yelling at Brian's kid, <laughs> whose name I know, because I sent him something last year. Anyway, I just, I do. I feel like that is a totally. That's the only thing I'm. I'm very curious to see the development of, like the customer aspect and the community build on the new streaming, including our site. Like even a card shop live, it's such an instant thing. I'm like, okay, so how do we go like we did with the Facebook group where we knew everybody? I'm, I'm very curious how that kind of plays out. But uh, and we've we'll also, and,
3: and I'm glad you mentioned that is that we've we've always ripped 99.9% of the product for the customers. We don't, we've never sold any of our cases to other dealers. Um, We've went about making sure that the market, the cards get in the market. And I think, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with guys that do that, but I think, opening the cards only helps the market and it gets the cards out in the market. Um, but you know, when you got guys that are just selling to another guy that sells to another guy, just prices go up. Right. Yeah. And, um, so we, we avoid doing that because we want to get the cards in everybody's hands. And, um, you know, nice. it's just, that's, that's our, that's our, our, our motto pretty much, you know, we could take the easy money and sell, sure. A lot of times we're selling our cases for a lot lower than what another dealer is willing to pay for it. Like I think like last week we took in like 4,400 on impeccable from the pre-sale because we wanted to get, you know, those initial people that bought in a month ahead of time, a chance at a great deal. Um, but a lot of guys, and it's sad. I've seen some guys that have been OGs with us that have resorted to just taking their allocation and just selling it to the highest bidder. And that benefits one person, not 30. So it's sad.
1: Yep. Good yeah. It has Mojo. become the norm though. So easy to do it. It's like, why it not? Is. So, yep. Well, cool. Hey guys, we'll do this again. I appreciate you jumping on. I know it was kind of last minute and on a holiday. So Doug and Dan Mojo break is it Mojo breaks.com? Mojo Mojo break. 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 No S and then the podcast Mojo break. Yeah. Mojo break. Yeah. You can find it through on Spotify, iTunes, any of that
3: stuff. So perfect. Good deal. Appreciate the time, fellas. We'll do it again. We are honored to be on your guys' show. It's you. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having us. You guys are, this is a, one of our favorite shows out there for sports cards. So nice. one of, or the favorite? <laughs> the favorite, didn't we
1: already do the top five we, list? We in did,
2: Vegas? but now we everyone needs that. to know Dan make Dan made a bad choice last time.
0: No, I mean, it, it no, it, it's up there. I mean, it's like, up there? Oh, this was the line yeah. last time. I mean, it, all right. Okay. Dan. Okay. Okay. Look, it's, it's number one. It's, there number it one. Is. it's,
2: it's all number I needed. One. I don't ask it's a number lot. One. It's all great, I to do, Jesse just
1: one. cut the audio to just that. <laughs> Perfect. We, one. we intro. We're number one. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> good to see you, guys. For thank you. Card again. shop, card shop live. Check it out. Woo!
0: Hot yes. it out. Getting best. hot in here. But yeah, best live e-commerce website <laughs> in the planet. Top. Oh my top god. Top twenty oh, yeah, in the card space.
3: you Did I get a cut of this? <laughs> Seriously, this one, this one was on my paycheck today. that's, that's okay. Beef, ramen. That's
2: good, bro. That's good. <laughs> guys, Perfect. thank you. Sweet. Appreciate it. Thank you.
1: All right. So that was Doug and Dan. Like I said, Mojo break, no S Mojo break.com. Mojo break podcast. Good dudes. Uh, Hopefully we will have them uh, get together in person in Atlantic city. And actually it'd be awesome in a couple weeks or a month if they could jump on the app. We'd love to have them. So there you go. As we discussed off air, much more synergy in person, but we tried. It was fine. I think it was good. Yeah. But it's It's hard. it's tough on zoom. Yeah. There's a delay. Yeah. It's nobody's fault. All right. I have, three super quick notes, literally a minute combined, and then hit me mailbag and then we're done. Uh, I fi- I mentioned I bought a PC card. I have to pay for it tomorrow. Today's a holiday and I'm paying by bank wire, although it's only four grand. Oh. I got the 1958 Jim Brown rookie autograph and inscribed Hall of Fame. I think it's 1971. Was pretty excited. It's in a PSA DNA holder, auto grade only 10. I'm PSA i've been chasing that DNA card holder time.
2: what does that mean exactly the dna it's just the,
1: the psa slash dna is just like their authentication holders they're blue instead of red oh okay yep. gotcha i was i was excited to get it though so there's that um one thing i had to mention on the app not that we're going to talk it up a whole lot but me and you actually experienced this for the first time together although we were separate oh yeah guys were running breaks with a, the deck of cards thing like we'd seen before one dollar auctions for random teams I, I was very on the fence because I was like, I don't know how it's going to work. Both guys did it right. So Triple Diamond and Flushing, because first of all, Triple Diamond got to the end. All the teams were crap. He's like, fine, just let's reveal the teams. You can pick it. Which but And cool. then Flushing, like and then he ended up getting his target value. Anyways, it, was, it worked out. But then with Flushing, theirs were going so much more than the value of the break. They just added boxes in. Which was, was awesome. Yeah, I'll be honest. I was actually pretty impressed with it. And then there is our first, I would call it our first marquee event. In the early stages of beta on the app, Wednesday night eight o'clock. So two nights from tonight, uh, Triple Diamond is doing a ten box inner case, sealed inner case of twenty twenty one Panini one. Even though it's like a six or seven thousand dollar case, he's do- he said the same thing. He's like, dude, I'm doing a one dollar start auction, sudden death on every team. I'm excited. I'm also terrified. I hope the comps get. I hope the stuff gets sold pretty well because that's a savage product.
2: Here's I'm very I- interested to see how it goes. I hope it goes for under. And then I do too. I think it's going to go
1: under. I don't want it to go way under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, just want
2: I want guys to get a deal, and then afterward they can you know pay pay full price. Uh, <laughs> there you go. All right, uh, mail okay. back.
1: Let's go mail. Wait, bag.
2: what's this four Thursday show, uh, so for Thursday show? So Thursday show.
1: I'm going to be honest with you. We had a big guest on Thursday. We had a big guest today. I want to mm-hmm. push the interview we did to next to next week. I don't want three in a row where it's heavy guest, and we're going to be in the in the start of the finals. I'm thinking about. We'll talk before that, obviously. Because that's Next. another subject I want to do first off the line versus hobby for previous years, and I thought the other thing is not time sensitive. It's a it's a story about an uh, unbelievable collection, but I just had that as a note to run past you. Okay, because um, I'm about teamwork makes the team work. What
2: that should be in a poster of a cat hanging in there um, playing the jazz flute. <laughs> not the jazz flute. Mailbag. Right. Couple quick ones. We will get out of here. Sounds like a plan. Um, Rick. Tiffenbach. Uh many places have seen retail products sit on shelves as print runs and prices increase leaving no margin for retail scalpers. Many places have also introduced SKU limits. With the release of arguably the biggest retail products, Prism football and basketball this month, we will see will a we. Retu- will I'm sorry, will we see a return to scalper craziness of spring 2021?
1: No, not to the not to the return twenty twenty one. There will be plenty of margin there, but I'll be honest. This is very regional. There's plenty of places now. Guys still can't find anything, and yeah. people are still making quite a bit of money. So, yeah, nope. Uh, let's see, Kevin Sue. I was hoping you skipped this one. Equity talk. <laughs> Go ahead. This is your
2: world. It is funny. It is funny because it does include a question to me. So therefore, it needs to be skipped. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, nah, uh, you don't
1: Let me read it. It's your question, so I will read it to you. Would love sure. to hear your thoughts. The thoughts from Jesse about the current equity market. Since I recall he exited all his position late last year, if and when will you re-enter the equity market? How do you plan to divide your portfolio between sports, non-sports, equity, crypto, etc.?
2: Jesse, Uh, super quick answer. Um, As far as my my split, I plan on going uh, heavy into equity because I feel like there's a lot of really good buying opportunities right now. Um, I think that crypto still has a little bit further to drop. So if it does drop more, interesting. You're I, in? I I do think I, I'll get a little bit more in there. Um, as far as percentages go, probably like uh seventy five to eighty percent equity, uh, and then ten to fifteen percent crypto and five percent into cards. Um, My ETH is up to nineteen thirty. It's not bad. No, that's actually really good. Well, and so here's the thing. It looks like there's supposed. I mean. Who knows? I preface with all this. Don't take this as financial advice because I don't know anything. But it does look like there's going to be a little bit of a bounce back before there's any more downturn. Um, but hmm. I do think there is going to be another downturn. So that being said, uh, when am I getting back in? I, I don't know. It remains yet to, be to be determined. Seen. Yep.
1: Uh, I, I want to hit the next question, too, just because it's it's not something I want to spend time on. Sure. James mentioned like there's a lot of stuff being returned as altered or trimmed by PSA. There were a couple prominent stories where this happened in the last week. Uh-huh. Overall, I don't think that's the case. And I'm not a PSA advocate. I mean, we use them. We're SGC guys for, first and foremost. But I have not seen an overall uptick. I do. We saw a couple orders, though, where guys were like, hey, these were packed fresh. I also didn't see any of those things firsthand. So I don't know if they were. If they were and PSA made a mistake, it happens. Every single grading company makes mistakes. I have not seen an overall uptick in this market, though. Like The things getting returned, altered, or trimmed. Next. Thank
2: you, James Zaccadini, for bringing Thank that Zaccadini. to our attention. Matt Schoens, we all know First Bowman is the product for baseball autos. What would be preferred auto product for football?
1: Yeah, so this is, I mean, I think Dan hit, it, hit the nail on the head for the majority of us older collectors at this point. Contenders football is still the flagship auto for football. Then I think National Treasures patch autos, obviously, are monstrous price tag, but those are the next go-to. Like If you are asking me, like, what is the go-to rookie auto in football? Those are the two. Uh, Brian
2: Bulaga-Fausman. Three names. It's not appropriate. I know. it. NBA Finals. Do you think we are going to see any major
1: bump in the end? So Tatum is the guy. I think Tatum has the most. If he balls out, plays unbelievable, and they win, I think he has the most upside. Tim Farmer.
2: Graded nines of modern cards are often going for the same Or as or less
1: than Raw. Hang on. Any thoughts as to why? Yeah, here's my thought. First of all, this is an exaggeration, Tim. They are not going for less than Raw. I don't ever see PSA 9, or hardly do I ever see PSA 9s selling less than Raw. Again, I think this is being exaggerated to a degree, although there are examples. Go ahead. Sorry.
2: So are you currently buying nines at bargain basin prices or staying away?
1: Yeah, if you can, there's two reasons why I buy PSA nines. If I do, th- for some reason, it's below a raw sale, which is ridiculous, especially with PSA. Now, with BGS and SGC, it's a different story. But with PSA, and by the way, he didn't specify a grading company, so Tim is not wrong. I shouldn't have said that. Oh, but okay. PSA nines, if you can get those for raw or less, great buy. BGS, eh. SGC 9.5, I'm buying all day above a raw, or above a PSA 9 at that point, quite frankly. So if you can get them for bargain basement pricing, buy it. I also like the the grade of a 9 being a play if there's a crazy difference in price from a 9 to a 10, like a 7X multiplier by the 9. I don't yeah. think the 10 is coming crashing down. I think the 9 is going up. Okay.
2: Uh, let's go, Mike, uh, I'm sorry, Greg Meisner. Storage of wax. Yep. Mike, how do you store your cases of wax?
1: Yeah, he's asking because this is the legit thing. If you have old, old stuff, you got to be careful of temperature. I keep the majority of mine either at the bank in a, in a, uh, not refrigerated, well, maybe they refrigerated, a condition. ventilated room, but climate controlled. You can't have it like if you have an attic that's un- non insulated, I wouldn't leave cases up there. If it's got, it's 100 degrees in the summer and 40 in the winter. You got to keep, you have to make sure you keep it climate controlled. Ethan Schenke.
2: Why is a quarterback like Justin Herbert so expensive? I get the hype, but he is already outpricing most of Peyton Manning cards. A little hard to invest in someone
1: like Herbie when his stuff is so expensive. Don't call him Herbie. And you just answer your question. Hype. There is no Peyton Manning hype. Peyton Manning, I do think, is undervalued. But how many guys who are collecting right now, we just talked about with the Mojo guys, whole new wave of young people. They want to stream. They want instant gratification. They want to see guys playing that they're buying. How many 21-year-old collectors know anything about Peyton Manning at this point? Um, Uh, I've been saying that. Yeah, I I mean, you know more about Joe Burrow than you know about uh, Brett Favre. I mean, Favre's a a great quarterback. I had a Brett Favre
2: pencil case in third grade, and it was awesome. And that's I'd like to walk
1: back my statement then. But you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I think that is it. I think this ties in with the instant, and they want the next guy. We saw the same thing in basketball. Zion started going nuts, and all of a sudden it was like, hey, Zion might be great. Hakeem Olajuwon already is probably top 12 at worst. I'm just going to go back and buy his rookie. And there was that spike. We haven't seen that to the same degree in football. Maybe I hope it's coming. I think it should, but we're just not there yet. Uh, how many more do you want? Uh, so the redemption question by Jason, very difficult to answer. What products have redemptions? Y- you should be mindful, but it's, it's tough to try to track that stuff down. Um, real quick, Kyle asked about the release calendar. Is it ever, ever going to get back on track? Maybe, but if there's no material and the packing is tough to do, I I don't see when and I don't see it happening over the course of a year or even two years. Um, I think it's very tough. Um, Nick asked about Carlos Correa and and Royce Lewis. I honestly, I looked at the question. I researched some of the other ones. I did not look at that one, sadly. So I apologize. Um, I think that's about it. Oh, this was the other one I want to ask them. For a large breaker, what percentage of product is coming from distribution? For most breakers, the vast majority. Either you're getting it allocated or you're rebuying it through distribution to build your spend and build your allocation. Whoa, whoa, so whoa. For most breakers? I thought, I think big, that he, no, no, have- he, he said big. Yep. F- for, for a large breaker, he asked, specifically. For large okay. breakers, you're getting almost all your allocation and all your product through distribution.
2: Okay.
1: Yep. For I small just, breakers, like, you're getting yeah, it wherever yeah. you can. But, but big breakers, I don't know any big breakers getting the majority elsewhere. Okay. I mean, there's just yeah, none. So, yeah, that's it. A lot of other questions. I mean, that, we went over time with the other stuff, so we're going to call it. I think that's Mike, fair.
2: Mike Shafrier, Schiff, Nick Kara Georges, Kyle Ailey, and Jason Hoven. Thank you for your questions, uh, guys. Want to hear their full names, even butchered? They, I'm just giving them what they want.
1: Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> that's your show. Uh, I'm going to the pool. I appreciate oh. you and Mike. Thank you, Mike, for making time on a holiday on a day off. All right. We'll be back Thursday. We may or may not have a crazy, interesting story about a huge collection. If we don't have it Thursday, we'll have it next week. Me and Jesse, I'm sure we'll talk some more NBA coming up. And uh, I'm trying to think of what else we have going. Oh, bleaker trade net. I keep pumping up. They actually just made the logos. I got to get it sent over so you can see it. Oh, June 7th. And Jesse is coming. I don't know if we announced that. Jesse's coming to bleaker. I don't know how that happened, but Whew. yeah, that's Surprised happening. me. Took the we wind will, I, from my wings.
2: I will be there for a solid 14 hours. You are the wind coming my back wings. home.
1: Thank there you. There you go. That's really cool. Sweet. All right, guys. Appreciate you listening to the Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network powered by Spotify. Listen to it somewhere. That's it. See Thursday. Goodbye.